Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. 1233 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's a Tuesday. That means Mark Specker making an appearance courtesy of the horses in Horse Racing Alberta. Presenting Western Canada's biggest day in racing, the 93rd running of the Canadian Derby. It'll take place this Saturday. That's August the 20th at Century Mile. Tickets are available now. Now, you can text us at any time, 780-496-0063 on the uh, Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, did we lose Speck from the studio? Like, uh, I don't know what happened, but so he was here, and then he's not here. I don't know, maybe he's on the phone or something, talking to a friend out there. I don't know. We're just doing a lot. It's been so rare to actually see him face-to-face. That's, uh, we have him captive, as an example, when we have him over at Roger's place. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to head into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. You have to leave that on the table because, unfortunately... Uh, one of the other hosts spilled it on the board and knocked us off the air for a couple days. Sorry, Spec. So <laughs> don't worry, it wasn't me. So that's good. Jay Woodcroft had this to say about the experience the Oilers gleaned uh, from the playoff run. There was a lot of thought into decisions that were made. Some decisions were turned out to be right. Some decisions you want to have back, but that's the way it goes, and you learn from it. And uh, I know that that experience last year I'm very thankful for, but I've also spent a lot, good part of the summer uh, thinking and reflecting and, and trying to learn lessons from that experience to make us better as we head into a new season. All right, that was Jay Woodcroft talking about his own growth during the course of the year. Uh, John Shannon was on yesterday and wanted to know how the Edmonton Oilers were going to replace Duncan Keith's leadership. Here's Jay Woodcroft's response. His impact on our group I thought was profound and not so much uh, limited to just his play, um, but the things behind the scenes in the locker room, how he talked to um, younger players, how he shared his experiences as we moved uh, along through the playoff run. He's going to be very much missed uh, by everyone in our locker room. How are we going to replace it? Um, well, I think the team, uh, you know, gained a lot of experience, and individuals gained a lot of experience during that playoff run. Um, I think it's going to be uh, gained, or Duncan's not being there will be helped uh, by the entire group. It'll be a collective thing. Uh, I think um, that all said, I think Duncan's going to be around the team, and he'll he'll be around so people can. Um, gain the benefit of his his experiences. He can have numerous conversations with our younger players and all of our players for that matter um, and continue to work that way with our, our people. Um, but in terms of uh, replacing his leadership, I don't know that you replace uh, Duncan Keith's leadership. You just hope that the experience gained um, through our playoff run uh, will help some of our younger players uh, mature um, through the lessons learned um, by playing hockey deep into the month of June. All right, again, that's our Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Proud to offer on-site seams for services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector is here. Uh, Spec, uh, 
Uh, Jay Woodcroft, I obviously asked the follow-up with Jay about Duncan Keith. And what is Duncan Keith going to be doing? Well, he team? said there's going to be some separation since he's retired, but I, I think we can read between the lines that there might be a development opportunity for the next little while. Maybe not immediately. It might even start in Penticton. Think about where Duncan Keith lives. Uh, sure. Maybe, maybe sure. he... Re- I mean, it's funny because I remember... Being at the Penticton tournament with Taylor Hall, uh, Jordan Everly, uh, Magnus Piarvi in 2010, we flew in a Kelowna practice in Kelowna. That was the first year of the tournament in Penticton. Yep. And Anaheim was in that tournament, and they had a pretty good defenseman, Hall of Famer. Scott Niedemeyer had just retired. Yeah, he's living and, in those parts. And he just showed up. Then he's walking up to the front, and they didn't have a pass for him. I'm like, that's Scott Niedemeyer. <laughs> you know? So anyhow, it sounds like Duncan Keith. But, but the So I'm going to pose the question to you. Are you concerned that, I mean, Mike Smith and Duncan Keith, do they need uh, maybe an, an older veteran voice, or do you think they have enough with the collaborative maturation of McDavid, Drysettle, and Darnell Nurse? The floor is yours. I'll shut up. Yeah, I, I think the Oilers' core has now reached the age where um, it, they can walk on their own. You know, this isn't when they threw Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle out there and said, okay, you're our leaders, let's go, <laughs> and they weren't ready. Right, because they were young, young kids. Uh, these guys now are all mid twenties. They've been through a, a couple of playoff series. They've been through a nice run last year. They had Mike Smith to learn from. They've had Duncan Keith to learn from. Having Duncan Keith around on a team with this many young defensemen uh, is never going to be a bad idea. Like, how many young D men are they? You know, they've already got Dave Manson, who's a, who's proven to be a pretty good coach. But uh, I don't mind if, if Duncan Keith wants to lend some experience to the Brobergs and the Nima Linens and the Darren Eggs. How's that going to hurt you, Bob? Uh, don't forget, they also hired Mark Stewart, a former NHL defenseman. So maybe they got too many of those guys. So good point they're going to have Manson and Stewart on the staff day-to-day for the NHL, and I think that they'll have Keith around sort of in a support role and perhaps mentoring a bit uh, on the American Hockey League level. And here's where I mentioned to you, Mark, that they also hired Keith McCambridge to be uh, an assistant coach. He's a former uh, American Hockey League head coach who played mm-hmm. defense in the Western League. He was a limited, hard-nosed, tough defenseman when he played. Okay. You got I, 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 To me, it doesn't matter if a guy played or not if he want to be an NHL head coach. But I think you've got to play defense to be coaching the defense. Yeah. That's- Listen, Ken Holland's history here is he's taken guys that were character people in Detroit and turned them into development people. Chris Draper, right, is the start. Is Sean the first Orkoff, guy. who's now the Sean Orkoff. Right? Um, Kirk Maltby scouting for them. Right. Uh, Dan Cleary's in development there. So that's his history. And... Uh, Duncan Keith just fits that mold. Perfect. Now, now, the Edmonton situation marks a little bit different. Uh, Grand Rapids to Detroit, pretty easy. L.A., as an example, has Jarrett Stoll and Sean O'Donnell. Right, driving up. from L.A. out to Ontario, out I get to Ontario. it. In Edmonton's case, you're talking... No, so you got to get in a plane. you got to get in a plane. It is it is a little bit different. So, yeah, uh, again, Jay alluded to. So you're not concerned at all from a leadership front, but would you be open to potentially adding an older veteran? Because here's what's happened here. Because Edmonton is a legit, I think we can concede. Is it arrogance to say in a show called Oilers now that the Oilers are a legitimate, you know, top eight contender to win the Cup this year? Yeah, they're a Stanley Cup contender. You know, and and, and anyone who's listened to me over the last 20 years knows I haven't thrown that one around much. Right. But this team, this season, right now, they are a Stanley Cup contender, and they have to, they have to carry themselves as such they have it is at this point bob 
where you might consider trading a first-round pick for the right guy. It is at this point where you, you have to say, you know what, I'd like to develop a young guy as my number seven, but in the third round of the playoffs, we might want a veteran guy as our number seven. Yeah. So you act a little differently, and you comport yourself a little differently when you're a Stanley Cup contender, and the orders are at this moment. And you know, it's interesting. You mentioned the, the Hall, Nugent, Hopkins, Everly group that sort of became yeah. the leaders in around 11-12. Right. And then the decision was made in the 13 offseason, and Andrew Ferentz came in. Yeah. But the problem was Ferentz wasn't, with all due respect to Andrew, he wasn't Duncan Keith, who's a, no. a first ballot no. Hall of Famer. And, and he wasn't and, surrounded with as good a team. And he, and in fact, he wasn't as good a player as Keith was last year. Like, Keith was no. still a... Very a, good player. A very good player. Very good player. It's funny how that trade... The percept, like the, it's, it was polarizing when it happened. Very polarizing. Well, it's, you know, I, I think like a year ago at this time, I would suggest to you a lot more people would have said, especially in the. I, I saw more fervent support a year ago at this time for the sheer genius that is uh, Kyle Dubas in Toronto, and many of the same people sitting there suggesting that Ken Holland had lost his fastball. And here we are a year later, and the orders get into the final four, and the Leafs don't advance again out of the first round and have on a oh. playoff series since Austin Matthews was six. Well, we'll only mention that 8,433 times this summer. But now it's a little bit different where some of those guys have said, you can't deny what's happened in Edmonton. I mean, the team's improved every year the guy's been there. They still have all their first-round picks. Toronto keeps trading their first-round mm-hmm. picks away. Granted, the Leafs had tougher outs, but... They did. The thing is, they were the out. They were the easier out for those teams along the way. So. On, a, on a macro level, Edmonton uh, won some series last year, won two series, and that's the biggest thing you can do in terms of facilitating confidence in the general manager. On a micro level, you know, let's talk about the Keith decision. They signed Keith. They paid what they paid for him. It was a really polarizing. A lot of the Oilers fans said, oh, man, Ken Holland doesn't know what he's doing. Well, the jury's back on that trade, right? Keith was a good player all year. When he had to eat up some of Darnell Nurse's time in the playoffs, he was excellent. Under you know, with him playing top four minutes, they went to the final four. The jury is back. That was an excellent acquisition. Ken Holland was right. And you can't go back on that now and say, Oh yeah, it was a lousy trade. No, it wasn't. It was a good move. It's helped the orders win. This text comes in, I definitely think that uh, the old boys can contribute by being available for some of the younger players to talk to. Uh, you pull their experiences from, but truthfully, with today's age of people, I think that some of the young guys need to do a little bit of, little bit of this on their own and on their own time where they choose to go and talk with them. But I'd love to see both of those two guys in a position where they'd be available to the team. So there you go. That's a, And I think there's... I do think it's a slightly different generation of players. And I also don't... Like, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Darnell Nurse. Let's, let's do it in reverse. Nurse is obviously the oldest, then Dreisaitl, then McDavid. Mm-hmm. They're not kids anymore. They're no. men. Like, they are well... Yeah, they're wearing letters, and they're equipped uh, and, and ready they're in and their mid to late 20s now. How like, many games has Nurse played? No, oh, well, off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, 550? You want to look that up, Brendan? Yeah, so they're 500-game player. He's a 500-game player. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. And he plays 25 minutes when you need him to. He's a good player. We have a text to get to on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta, and it's about the Oilers' defense when we return on Oilers now. All right, it's a guilty pleasure, but that was a pretty good album back in the day from the Pet Shop Boys. 1980, that was huge. 85, 86 when that came out. <laughs> you loved all that stuff back then, eh? Hey. 
Remember, you were like a Martha and the Muffins guy, huh? Echo Beach is a great song. <laughs> Video's a little different, but uh, it's a great song, man. Uh, uh, funny. Pet Shop Boys, uh, Opportunities, it's a good song. I got the brains, you got the Level looks. 42? What'd you think of them? No, I wasn't a big Level 42 guy. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I make, <laughs> make no mistake, I like a lot of... Did you do like B-52s? Ah, not as much as one of my wife's ex-boyfriends, so... Okay. There you go. <laughs> uh, 780-496-0063. On a day in which uh, Elvis Presley passed away 45 years ago today, I've often joked that my, my wife ended up uh, marrying the uh, uh, fat Elvis. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, this text comes, wow. I, I'm going to give Mark in St. Albert credit here. He's the only smart Mark that I know that spent time in St. Albert. <laughs> uh, Mark in St. Albert. Bob, are you talking about me as one of those guys who thought that Holland was a dinosaur and a bad acquisition? I also said that we should have found a GM like Dewis. Man, I was wrong. Now I know why I'm not an NHL general manager. Holland has done overall an absolutely fantastic job. We win the Cup this year from Mark and St. Albert. I got news for you. Wow. If the Edmonton Oilers win the Stanley Cup with Ken Holland here in the next couple of years, it probably elevates him to the level of one of the greatest general managers of all time. Would you not yeah, agree? That's fair. Like Because yeah. he obviously won in Detroit. Winning in, in the second spot, especially starting where he started here, is uh, always a huge feather in the cap. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we got lots of opinion on Darnell Nurse, and they all kind of say the same thing. Uh, oh, but I, I got to read one from uh, Jason and Sangudo as they're they're coming fast and furious here. So, where did it go? Come on, I lost it. Oh, here it is. Kyle Dubas, young bull. Ken Holland, old bull. Bob Stoffer full of bull blank. That one comes to us from Jason <laughs> from Sangudo. There you go. Mark Spector it's for the horse. Good. There you go. Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta again. Uh, presenting the Western Canada's biggest day in racing, the 93rd running of the Canadian Derby. I'm going to be there Saturday. Uh, it takes place this Saturday, August 20th at Century Mile. Tickets are now available. Mark, we have an unbelievable amount of people that are complaining about Darnell Nurse making $9.25 million. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of money. They're like, how can he be making more than Leon Dreisaitl? It's um, one of those situations where, you know, he's a, they, they're like, he's a 6 or $7 million defenseman. The Oilers overpaid for this guy. What would your response to those individuals be? Well, I think you got to look at the totality of this thing. He's an assistant captain on your team. He's a leader on your defense. He's your 25-minute guy. Uh, you know, in, in a strange sort of twist, he's your number one defenseman, but he doesn't play in the power play very often. Uh, he's Connor McDavid's, quite possibly his best friend on the team. Okay, that's a big deal. He is a left defenseman on a team that lost Oscar Clefbaum for nothing a couple of years ago. And a team that lost Adam Larson for nothing a year ago. So you can't continue to lose guys for nothing. You know, is there someone out there who would have paid him eight and a half? Sure there is, out there. He's a good player. Would you love to have him on a Leon Dreisaitl bargain contract? Yeah, you would, but you don't have him on one. So, you know what? You're Edmonton, you're married to Darnell Nurse, he's a hell of a player and a good leader, and when he gets PO'd, he'll punch a guy right in the nose, and that doesn't hurt either. Yeah, it's interesting with Darnell because he is 
He's going to be on the second unit power play. He's not going to be on the first unit power play. That's going to be either Tyson Berry or in time Evan Bouchard. And what that means, you know what that means for defensemen. If you're not on the first unit power play, it's hard to put up points. That's and fine. that's how a lot of people equate the success for a defenseman. And too much these days. We've had this conversation, Bob. It's uh, We judge defensemen on their offense too much. Why don't we judge defensemen on their defense? Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's an interesting one. So you know, I like a team where my number one defenseman doesn't have to spend four or five minutes a night playing on the power play. Though I would guarantee you that 99.9% of the number one defensemen in the league would they, pref- they'd prefer they want to play in the power play. They, they want to they want to play but in the power play. You know what? So let's talk let's talk about the defense. What would you do with with the pairings? Because I asked Jay Woodcroft this question yesterday, and guess what he did? He gave me absolutely. Uh, in fact, nothing. we're gonna, nothing. <laughs> uh, Brendan, let's do this. Let's go into the Oilers now. Audio Vault. Here is Jay Woodcroft on the Oilers' top six defensemen this year. We've talked about it a lot. We think there's a lot of really good options there. You know, I think we talked earlier in the interview about, you know, Duncan uh, retiring. And so that opens up opportunity. That opens up playing time. Um, How it shakes out. I think those things are decided in training camp. I think the training camp is the time of year to maybe experiment a little bit and see who fits with who. Um, we've always maintained that you know we might have a starting point on something, but we want to make sure that we're light on our feet, that we're using our eyes, and that we give um, situations enough time to develop, that we have patience um, to let things play themselves out. But ultimately... Uh, in the end, I think the players, through their play, um, show you what the best combinations are, and it's our job to make sure that we're paying attention. All right, so, Speck, I'm going to put you right in the spot here. Keith's retired. Can you just slide Broberg in a key spot? That way you keep Nurse with CeCe and Kulak with Barry. Can you do that? Yeah, I think you can do that. You're, you're playing Broberg, right? He's playing. Is he is he walking in as the second pairing left defenseman? Hmm. Probably the third. Do you I'm play, thinking the third. So do you play Broberg with Barry and then play Kulak with Bouchard? Yeah. That that's what you do? I think I like that. I think I like a, I like a player. When I have a young player like Broberg, I think Barry's a calming influence in that I know I can give him the puck and he's probably going to get that thing out of there. Yeah. You know, if I'm in trouble, I give the puck to Barry and he's calm and cool. He makes the right pass. He knows when to skate it. Uh, defensively in your own zone, those two guys are going to have to figure it out, but... I don't mind that. I like yeah. Nurse with CC all day long. Yeah. Did CC surprise you, you last year? Yeah. He's a good, solid defensive player. And you know, the, the makeup here is different, Bob. This isn't uh, this isn't a team like uh, the Dallas Stars used to be, where their number one defenseman was Sergei Zubov, or 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 Detroit's number one defenseman was Lidstrom, or Niedemar, any of those guys, where they they play 25 minutes, they play every power play. Well, Nurse They're, plays 25 minutes. He does, but. Nurse's 25 don't come in the power play. Nurse isn't going to be a huge points guy. But you know what? You put him with CC, and you get 25 minutes of keeping that puck out of your net. I got no problem with if that If Nurse plays second unit power play with CC, mm-hmm. he'll put up 30 to 40 points. Sure. Okay? And CC will put up high 20 points because yeah, he can sure. move the puck a little as well. Not Bo- that worried about their points, Bobby. Bouchard uh, was top 12 in the league last year, even strength 5-on-5 five five scoring for defensemen. 5-on-5. Mm-hmm. Five I, if he gets significantly more power play time, I think he could be a 50-point defenseman this yep. year. He's going to... That blast now, it's it's time. 
Yeah. It's just time to yeah. have that blast. It is 12.55 in Edmonton. Uh, we do have some responses to the Darnell Nurse haters out there. You can text us at 780. Holy cow, i got to work my way back. Uh, uh, Jimbo says, hi, Bob. Let Mark Spector know he did a very poor job of justifying Darnell Nurse's contract. All right, duly noted. I often do a very poor job on this show. Uh, Eric and Red Deer says, the prospect of re-signing two of the best players in the world is worth the $1 to $1.5 million overpayment for Darnell Nurse, not to mention his contract was fair, especially given the market in which he signed it in. Mm-hmm. How'd you? What do you think of that? Is that a, well, is that it a was. Fair? It was. Who was the? Who were the defensemen that signed? Jones. Seth Jones. Yeah. And uh, somebody else. Warensky. Did he get signed? I think it might have been Warensky. Yeah. So you know what? You're sure. In another year, might it have been eight and a half? Yeah. Okay. Eight and a quarter. Maybe it's a million. They bucks, also kept on bridging them. They didn't get a long-term done, deal done with them before. Well, and that's so you save some money early. Now you're spending it late. It's funny you mentioned the dry saddle contract being a bargain. Yeah. It was signed on this date five years ago. Mm-hmm. At the time, Pete didn't Sh- look like a bargain, did it? Pete Shirelli was getting hammered for that deal. That was a very turned out to be an excellent deal. So you know, every I get it. Everyone wants every player to be on a great contract. Well, there are no teams like that. You know, every team has a guy that's that's outperforming his number. Let's say dry settle, and every team has a guy that you go, man, he makes a little more than I like, like Duncan Keith last year. But in the end, is your team good? Is it all working? Darnell Nurse makes you a better team, right? He's a big, big-time leader on this team, a huge pillar on this Evident Orders team. You don't, he doesn't leave. He doesn't go. You keep him, and you build around him. Do you uh, think maybe there's a recency bias from a certain perspective of the fan base because Darnell was pl- to the level that he was playing hurt, right? I mean, with a significant you know, torn hip labrum in the playoffs, yeah. and he wasn't able to play at the level that well, everybody was hoping if for. If you're holding that against him, you don't know hockey, do you? No. Here's a guy out there playing significant minutes with a uh, torn hip flexor. With a debilitating injury. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Torn hip flexor. Played, you know, he didn't. He missed, I think, one play. No, he didn't miss a playoff game. He got suspended got for a playoff suspended game. suspended for a game, yeah. Didn't miss a game. Uh, gave you everything he had. Was still a pretty I'm good player. Oh, I'm, my God. And I'm you're holding you. that against him? I think that makes him a better player in my eyes. Might say more about you than it says about the player. If Thank you. Criticize him there. All right. Uh, you can text us at any time, 780-496-0063. Our top story is brought to you on a daily basis by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Canada and Switzerland tomorrow at the World Junior Championship. All's quiet on the free agency front. Uh, might pick up after Labor Day. Also want to mention a reminder that the Oilers Now Injury Report is presented to you uh, all year long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. I would suggest to you uh, Trent Brown from James H. Brown over the last 40 years is probably the best player produced out of UVA. Think about it. Won a great cup, uh, multiple time CFL All-Star Pretty good player. Uh, Speck, when you were at the U of A, he played both offense. He was the Deion Sanders of uh, uh, U Sports football. Uh, there was no Jeff Funtaz, I'll tell you that. Oh, Jeff had one great game, didn't he, at Tulsa back in the day? Does anybody know the story? You and me do. I don't think anybody else does. Maybe we'll shed some light on that when we come back. Off to a global <laughs> news weather traffic update. Uh, Brendan, let me just check to see. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, you can uh, text us at 780 Eileen Bell up next, and then more with Stoffer Inspector on Oilers Now.